program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who gonna this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Quamela Sports Talk. We are live. It is a Friday. It is a Armadillo's Friday. Happy hour, I should say. Uh, welcome to the show. Alex Clancy's in the studio. 888-346-9144. That is the number if you want to call in, when you want to call in to join part of the show. It moves fast, as you know. We might get stuck on one subject, but here's what the subjects possibly might be. Definitely the NBA. Definitely the NBA draft. Uh, Tiger Woods shoots 74 in his first round back over a sur- after having surgery a little over three months. Um... And when you look at that 74, Alex, it was easily a 69, 68. I don't think it's a... Well, you, you talk about Tiger Woods and guys like Tiger Woods who, who's, who plays at a competitive level, a high competitive level, level. You think he wants to come out and win, but that's not possible when these guys have been playing golf for the past three and a half months since he's been out. The competitive, competitive level uh, that he has, and from the outside looking in that we see... We think, just get in and get ready for one of the majors, possibly. Um, I say Tiger Woods win a major next year, 2015. He wins one of those majors. That's major. bold. That, it is bold, but it's Tiger Woods. It's, it's hard. It's kind of like, don't bet against Kobe. Don't bet against Jordan. Don't bet against LeBron. Even though you know they're not going to win, you don't bet against them. It's, don't bet against when Tiger Woods. When does that Wood. stop? When they stop winning majors. Tiger Woods has been through some adversity and he stopped winning majors. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he has those same adversity because I don't know what's going on in his life outside looking in. I know what we've been able to see uh, through the media. Uh, so when a guy's mind is clear, and, and that could be life, uh, sports, whatever, he seemed to do things a lot better and with ease and it look easier. Uh, when you got the right people on your side and in your corner, and, and, uh, and we're talking about Tiger Woods, when his dad was alive, Tiger Woods was a machine. Mm-hmm. When you lose that support and when you feel like there's nobody in the world but you, then you go about business a different way. You might lose a lot of discipline. You might lose the consistency to be disciplined. Uh, and then you do things that you know you wouldn't do because the respect you have or he has for his dad, the respect you have for your mom, your dad, you're not going to do those things because you feel like, they going to call you on him, and you're like, why did I have to do it? Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting that you say that because he didn't have people in his corner besides his dad right. until his dad died. It was his dad, his mom, golf, and him. That was it. That's why he was able to do what he did. That's why he had a hole-in-one six, at six years old or whatever. That's why he was able to win majors so early. He took the game by storm. He changed golf as we know it. And now he has people around him, and he did the whole thing, you know, cheating on his wife a multitude of times, all those things, lashing out. I'm not really sure why he did it. It's not our position to say. He's here now, and I took two things away from his first round. Number one, he was six over through 12, three under for the, for the remainder of the holes. Right. So he finally got his groove a little bit. Number two, 
Nobody besides Tiger Woods would have stepped foot foot on a professional golf course in this situation. If he he's not ready. ready, he's not ready to play golf yet. But he needs. He doesn't care what other people think. And he's starting to get back to that. He's starting to get back to the Tiger Woods of old. He missed so many putts by a lot. He missed putts by two ball lengths outside, inside. It didn't matter. And and he didn't matter. He hit the first. He hit his first practice shot in the water at congressional. You know, in his practice round, he's not ready to play golf yet. But he doesn't care. He wants to get back out. He wants to force himself to catch up with the field in any way that he can. And this is the way that he does it, just by playing. And it's awesome. Yeah, Tiger was it, when you, when you in golf. Uh, one of the f- one of the things you got to be consistent with is putting. That that separates a lot of amateurs from pros. And sometimes even separate pros from pros. When you when you a great putter or when you got a great imagination to putting, those greens are designed to make you miss. Those greens, it's a it's a most greens are uh, deceptive. Mm-hmm. It, it's to lead to a deception where you know this putty is going this way. It, everything, but if you everything says this putt is going this way, but if you're not reading the greens, if you're not reading where the sun is, and all this stuff comes in account, if you're not reading where the sun is or what time of the day you're playing. If you're not reading how light the green is on this side of the hole or how dark, how dark it is on this side of the hole, then you're not going to be a great putter. I don't care what you do; it's going to be all luck when you make a, consi- a consecutive amount of putts in a row. That's going to be luck. But if you're reading the greens, you give yourself cha- a better chance than being lucky. Uh, and this is Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, not you said one thing. He doesn't care what people think. Most great people or people or athletes, they don't care because their goal is different from what we want their goals to be. He wants, to, I think, he wants to get in this tournament just to get back in the competitive mm-hmm. juices going and then maybe play somewhere even close to where he was or who he wants to be down the road. And that's why I say in 2015, he'll win a major. If now, he stays know, healthy. Yeah, if he stays healthy. Now, his back is fine. Uh, so he says, after a surgery, I don't know the extent of the sh- surgery, how major or minor it was, but anytime you go in somebody's body, if the body was meant to be going in, we'll have zippers on our body so you can get in and out of it. The healing process probably takes longer in getting over the, the wound, and the surgery, the surgery itself probably was successful. But I don't know mentally how he feels. We, when, when a lot of athletes, football athletes, and I'm going to speak on that, when they have knee surgery, they come back and they... they some guys who come back don't even think about the surgery anymore. Some guys that come back and, and they don't look the same, but their knee is fixed, like 100% fixed. Mentally, they block themselves from, from playing at a high level because they think about that knee and not to get injured again. Tiger Woods, in my opinion, just think, I, I think he's in this tournament for the competitive juices to start flowing again so he can compete somewhere down the road. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, and I think that because this isn't his first surgery, this isn't the post-2008 U.S. Open win surgery, right. his first one now, he's worrying about how much torque to put on his knee when, when he turns. It's changing his whole golf swing. He's changed his golf swing 15 times since then. One thing I take away again from yesterday, on top of all that, is that he looked loose. He looked like he didn't have anything to lose. And he was hitting shots, and if he was missing them, he wasn't flipping clubs. He wasn't... He, the pressure, I think, now is gone. I don't think that people are thinking that he'll beat Jack Nicklaus's record anymore. He'll beat the all-time win record because he's only, what, one behind? He's, he'll win that. Okay, he'll, so he'll that's not that. a big deal. He'll win one. He, he'll even win one of the ones he play or host or that he play in, like yeah. congressional, or he'll go to... Yeah, Farmers, Farmers Open Insurance. Yeah, farmers or, Insurance Open. Or the one in Akron, uh, great golf course. Firestone, did he play? I played there before. He'll win those. He won that six times, I think. So, of course, Byron Nelson, right? Byron Nelson, um, um, 
Arnold Palmer won. He yep. wins a lot. Yeah, Bay Hill. Yeah, Bay Hill. He'll win those things um, or be in, be in contentions uh, to winning those tournaments. So he'll win the overall win records of golf, but the major, which he needs four to even tie it. Mm-hmm. Now, he has to win five majors. Now, Tiger Woods, I don't know who can come close to having 14 majors. Uh, right now There's guys You don't know What kind of streaks And we looked at Roy McIlroy And said God this guy may Have 10 majors Before he done Having two majors Is great Yeah it's impossible it's, impo- it's impossible to do You remember <laughs> Phil Mickelson Couldn't win the Masters uh-huh. And he Once he won the Masters I think he won it Two more times after that Yeah I mean it's It's interesting now Tiger Woods Having no pressure on him Is very scary Because now He's not going to be stressed He's not going to do anything He's just going to play golf And he still has it in him But He's- I hope he plays Like that all the time because, you know, cause right. what you said earlier is that he plays like he don't have a care, like he has nothing to lose. He doesn't. Just get into it, and he can actually work on some shots in competition, which is the difference between working on some shots at the range or playing with his buddies. Now, when you play with your buddies, you you bet because you want it to be competitive. Mm-hmm. You don't just go out there and play. Nobody plays golf for free anymore. You have to bet, and it's crazy. So you better take a certain amount of money, like when you go to <laughs> Vegas, to win, lose, or draw. You have to bet when you play, because it has to be competitive. Luckily for him, money's not an issue, so he can so he can do he can take these chances. It doesn't matter if he misses the cut or if he wins. Money wise, it doesn't matter because he has that buffer, so he can do whatever he wants. And I truly believe that if he continues to play in the way that he's going after one round, obviously it's a small sample size, he could win. And people already say he's the best golfer of all time. So really, what yeah. does he have to do? He what has does he to win? He has wins all four majors. Does he? It, it, but we can. But argue. If, in his head, if he doesn't think he does, I think he'll play better. He didn't shoot in the sixties in a major last year until the last one. But we, but yeah, on we a can, Saturday, on can, on the weekend, on the weekend, we can talk about and we can talk about what's in his head that. And I agree. People always say he's the best, but we like Tiger Woods, so we find. Well, I like Tiger Woods, so I find a reason like to say. He's my, he's the best golfer. But what the numbers are, the numbers say different. Mm-hmm. The numbers say, if we count majors and wins, he's the best regular season guy, regular regular season winner of all time, and he will get that. But then, what about Jack Nicholas majors? And what he finished second majors? nineteen times. He could have won thirty seven majors. Well, 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 hold on now. Jack Nicholas finished uh, about fourteen times. With the in second place, no, 19. 19, 19 yeah. times, so that's so, 37. Yeah. So it's like, but he could have he could have lost the ones he won, yeah, so yeah. okay, fine. So, yeah, it's kind of like, man, it's like any other sport you finish, you come second, but then the ones you won, you could have lost those yeah. too. So, I, I don't really throw those into the equation, but it is a it is a big number to to say this guy had 19 second place winners, winnings, 19 yeah. second place. Now, if he played during Tiger Woods' time, imagine now. He's a guy who took advantage of his celebrity status in the 60s and 70s. If he played now, now he would, I would like to see him in his prime, Jack, um, Tiger Woods in his prime, and just go at it. Let yeah. that, but, but there's quite other guys. We talk about Jordan Speak, the rookie of the year last year. We talk about these guys. We t- some 17-year-old guys that's coming in the league that's playing now. You, do you remember this little 14-year-old girl? She's coming out, and all she wanted was ice cream, but she played well. <laughs> 11. 11. 11-year-old. 11 11-year-old. How is, how is that possible? <laughs> See, that's a parent noticing that talent that their kid have and, and not pushing on them so they can – she was just happy. She, you didn't have to – you didn't have to say, you got to go to the range. It wasn't a Michelle Wee, and congratulations to Michelle Wee, by the way, who won her first major. Twerking she, to celebrate. She was a <laughs> – she was a phenom for ever, and we always wonder, but when your parents get in the way – 
when they when they when they feel like and I say it in a way, but they feel like their your best interest is in their in their mind and their heart. So they try to do the right thing. But she been tweaking with so many different caddies, so many different coaches, swing coaches. Now the way she put, she wanted to major the way she put, and we thought that was like as she's six one. The way she put, she's been she's parallel to the ground, she so she can see better. Uh but when your parents don't get in the way or you can harness a talent, like an 11-year-old girl playing with grown women, that, that is amazing. And she can play. Yeah, she shot 78 two days in a row. I mean, now, come on. She'll be <laughs> 78. I couldn't do that on a video game. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah, but I mean, Michelle, we, her parents, to your point, her parents, uh, in the beginning, they were like, oh, looked at as bad parents because they threw her on the field at 14. And this was the media doing that. Right. Look at, look at, we haven't heard anything from Michelle Wee since. Since she's turned pro, 18, 19, 20 years old, she hasn't won anything, but we haven't heard anything about her. And she just plays golf now. Like, they did it the right way. She was, uh, yeah, because we, outside looking in, we don't know their goal for their kids. She doesn't you know? have a sex tape. Right, she doesn't, right. she hasn't got arrested. She hasn't done drugs. She's just done it. She went to Stanford. She's going to graduate. And she won a U.S. Open. We don't know if she have a sex tape or not. Look, um... Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, Phil, Phil Mickerson, and Lindsey, um, well, Tiger Woods' friend, uh, President Cup, golfers visit uh, the White House. Uh, we wanna, we're not going to talk about that. Just make a mention for the uh, 2013 uh, U.S. Cup. It was weird that he just stood all the way in the back. Tiger Woods? Yeah, he yeah. just looked like, he just yeah. looked so well, awkward. Well, you know why? Because he's not relevant right now. He's not, and, and that's a crazy word to say about Tiger Woods. He know. Let me stay in the back, and the guys who's been playing, let me let them get there. Do you think he's watching the game pass him by? No. You don't think so? You can play golf forever. There are 50, 20-somethings right now, yeah. and, and early 30-somethings. Matt Kuchar's probably the oldest, and I'm t- or Jason Duffner is probably the oldest. Tom, you can say that about Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, but they, they find a way to win every year. Yeah, but there's only 32 of them. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's a high-intense sports. different. I understand. You might get hit. Quam Life Sports Talk, Alex Clancy. We're going to take a quick break. we come back. we talk some NBA draft. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Oh, my goodness. Kevin Gassman. 
Let me apologize to you first for missing your event last night, the acoustic event. Uh, it went on last night, and I saw it, and I said, acoustic, I love acoustics. Let me get to that. And then they did a little comedy show, so I missed it all. I missed everything that I like. Uh, but that right there, different strokes? Goodness gracious, man. You went back. I appreciate that. Change up. It's a Friday. We got Give me it. some Saint by the Bell. I told you. Get I give him some Saint by the Bell. And never, this is and age never, discrimination. And never uh, play it again, but once, just for this guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome back to the show. Don't forget uh, the Dillio. Here's what the Dillio is: uh, five dollar martinis, special drink specials at Armadillo Grill. Why I talk about that? Uh, because we went to Armadillo's. We did a two hour show. It was pretty good. Great atmosphere. Food is great. Um, but on Fridays, happy hours. You can start early. They got early specials. What I like about different bars and places where you don't wait till um, 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock to have happy hour. When you can get people in your bar, I also saw one too. At 3 o'clock, happy hour is $3. At 4 o'clock, it's $4. 5 o'clock, it's $5. <laughs> That's a great happy hour right yeah. there. Those are great special. And I don't think it gets any more than $5 during a happy hour. So anyway, that's where you can go for your $5 martinis. Kobe Bryant welcomes Randall, Julius Randall. This is one of the things yes. that makes you exciting. This is one of the things you yes. had to go take a cold shower after you drafted it. Yes. This is one you had to put a towel on your lap. I've been talking um, about this for three months. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but yeah. we've been talking about this too. Joe and B going number three and not number one. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers does take a, uh, <laughs> a I'm not going to say University of Kansas. <laughs> well, he just did, so. Yeah, I'm not going to say that okay. again. Uh, Andre Wiggins. Uh, oh, this guy, man, this is some upside, but this doesn't mean LeBron. And I want to get to the LeBron. I want to talk about the draft. Um, this doesn't mean LeBron's going to Cleveland, although Cleveland don't deserve him, but I think it'd be a great place to go. Um, the draft has some surprises to it. Had a lot of uh, foreign guys go early in the first round. If you can play basketball, you can play basketball. But when I saw that go, out, guys going outside of the United States going in the first round, that's not even that the team's going to get them that year. I mean, but they've been drafting these guys. It's not the same basketball, but you can see a project in these guys. You can see they can play basketball, and if you get the right tutelage, you can play at a high level. Some of these guys are 19 years old and 20 years old, so it'll be like they're still in college, like the United States uh, basketball players. We talk, you talk a lot about AAU. I talk about the going to college for a year, and maybe if you good, if you good enough to play in the pros, there's some great examples starting with Kobe. Um, but if you're good enough to play in pros, go to the pros. It's not like basket. It's not like football where your bones are not dense enough. But you have, in my opinion, you have to have the right coach in any situation who's on who's on market that young body and mind um, to get you play at a high level. Andre Wiggins goes to the Cleveland Cavaliers. You, that was the right pick for them, in my opinion. Um, they could have went to Jabari Parker, who's I think Jabari Parker is going to probably get you 15 points this year, 15 to 20 points this year, about six, seven rebounds. Um, he's going to be an instant star coming out of Duke. There was conversation, talk about him going on a mission because he's Mormon. Um, but the Milwaukee Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks, is that a place for him to be? I think that I think the Cleveland should have taken Jabari Parker. Um, and and what I mean by that is Andrew Wiggins. He has a different skill set. They're both the same height. Uh, Jabari Parker's two hundred forty pounds, which I wasn't aware of. Yeah, six eight two forty. But he moves He's like a rebounder. Wiggins. He's a double double guy, and people don't see that from the wing that much. With Lou Aldang wanting out, you could throw him right into your small forward position in Cleveland, and he is a double-double guy. You, the art of rebounding is being lost on these young guys, especially taller guys who just want to shoot all the time. This guy can rebound. Kevin Durant. 
Well, I mean, and he's learned how to rebound and pass the ball when he came into the league because he's bulked up and learned how to use his length. I truly believe that this is going to be a mistake in the long run, but Andrew Wiggins will get you. He's instant offense. You know, he's instant offense, yeah, and, and, he, and he can kind of play defense, but Kyrie him and Kyrie Irving, Irving I hope yeah. that there's no power struggle there. I don't I think, think it is. I, I think, think for so. Jabari Parker, this is better that he went to Milwaukee. Cleveland should have drafted him, but it's better that he's going to Milwaukee because they're going to suck for a couple years, and he's going to be the star. He's going to learn how to play on a bad team, and I think a lot of times, look at Kevin Durant. They were really bad, and he learned how to play. He learned how to get his own shot when there were four people around him, and Jabari Parker is more unselfish. I just think that he's more polished after one year of college than Andrew Wiggins, but Andrew Wiggins can score a lot better than Jabari Parker can. Both, so, I mean, of these, both of these guys, uh, before they even went to their prospective universities, they were talking about going out. But you can't do that, and we have plenty of conversation about why these kids can't do that or why they shouldn't do that. Andrew Wiggins is a Canadian guy, comes from Canada, um, go, goes to the University of Kansas. That was a great recruiting job uh, by those guys, Bill Self and, and, and staff. It was great in a sense that I wish they could have got him for more than one year. Um, that's the selfishness because of the talent he is. But the talent he does have warrants that he's the first pick. You're never going to take that away from him. He's the first pick. And there was about 10 guys in that draft could have been the first pick. But it all is predicated on what that team needs, what the Cleveland Cavaliers needs. A Cleveland Cavaliers team who has had the first pick three out of the past five years, uh, which is conspiracy amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they got Andrew Wiggins. And, and, and to the power struggle thing, I hope it's not a power struggle, but I think Kyrie Irving is still – the guy right there, and he's going to – and I hope Luau Dane doesn't go anywhere. That They have a team, but Luau Dane coming from a Chicago team where there's some success, when you have success, you want more of it. You want to find a way to get more of it, and if you don't see it down the road because being around it, you can see where a team is going. You're either going to stay there and help build that Cleveland Cavaliers team or you're going to find a way. Everybody wants the championship. At some points in your career, you've made some money, but now I want that championship. That championship, and they work hand-in-hand. I made my money. Let me start looking for a championship. That's why I don't think LeBron needs to go leave out of Miami because you can get a championship there again, get the right people. And I think they have the right people. Um, and we're going to get to some Phoenix Suns and who they drafted, but right now the Cleveland Cavaliers and, Andre, and uh, Andrew Wiggins, it's instant scoring, as Alex mentioned. It's instant scoring right away. Now, and he can play defense. And I talked about this before the draft. When that guy goes in the air, it looked like he's never coming down. That, that right there in itself tells you the explosiveness he has, the, uh, the, the upside that they're going to have for a long time. Uh, one of the things I looked for in the draft was when the guys got drafted, where they going to immediately be traded. And we saw some of those. Um, first one, I think, was uh, D- Doug McDermott. McDermott. Doug McDermott. And I like the Chicago move. I Huge like, move. Yeah, I like the Chicago move. I don't like that he uh, – when I saw that – when I saw that he went to, he got picked uh, number 11, Doug McDermott from Creighton. One of the best shooters in the draft, if you ask me, if not the best, if you ask me, um, goes to Chicago. But who picked him up? Magic. Uh, no, it was the, uh, was it Milwaukee? Who? He got traded to Chicago. The but Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets. That's who it was. Mm-hmm. Picked him up and immediately traded to Chicago, which I thought was great. Yeah, I mean, I, I looked up and down the draft and... I saw three awesome picks, and I saw three not-so-awesome picks. Number one, Dante Exum to the Jazz. Um, that is, he's 6'6", he's a point guard. He played four years professionally in Australia. You, you remember, you have Trey Burke over there from Michigan already. Right, yep. You have Gordon Hayward over there uh, from Butler, who made, two ba- who made a back-to-back championship. He wasn't on the second team, but he made an NCAA championship uh, game. And Rodney Hood goes to Utah also. 
So they have they have some young kids over there. Mm-hmm. The thing I didn't understand, and this kid's such a punk already, he's already on my hate list, is a Zach Levine from UCLA. <laughs> he gets drafted by Minnesota. He's 17, he's 19 years old. You he, talking about that guy? He doesn't play at UCLA, and when he got drafted, he put his head down, he picked his head up, he dropped an F-bomb, he's like, F, man. And then he gets up. He says it again on his way up. Like he just like he didn't just get drafted to the NBA. Yeah, he didn't want to play in Michigan. He didn't want to play in Minnesota. So he starts throwing a hissy fit before he even plays a game. Are you kidding me? No, I, I hear that. I was I was like, is this kid serious? A, a lot of these guys are. A lot of these guys are. And I I got to think, is this the same guy that's 19 years old? Because that somebody didn't get to him and taught him how to handle the business. You got oh drafted my in God. the first. You got drafted in the first round. You could have. There's a guy who went in the second round and Clay Anthony, who went to Clay the Anthony New York early. early, who went to the Knicks. That's a steal. He's a beast. That is a steal. That's Phil Jackson all day right there. You know why he's going to be successful? Two reasons. One, he can play. One, he can play. He was there for four years uh, at Wichita State. Two. Is that he's got a chip on his shoulder now? He's how do these guys go in front of me? But a lot of these guys go in front of guys like Clay Anthony early because they're nineteen and eighteen years, I mean, nineteen and twenty years old, and a guy who stayed in in college for like Adrian Payne, who stayed in college for four years, who's going to be successful? I put those two guys in a different class because <laughs> they they going to make a team great. With the chip on their shoulder. And it's, and it's funny you say Adrian Payne because he was the second pick that I didn't understand by Atlanta. 6'9", power forward. So now you have Al Horford. That's a great six, fit, though, right? No. You have, I don't think. You have Al Horford at 6'8", center. You have Paul Millsap, 6'6", power forward. And then you have Adrian Payne, 6'9", power forward. You don't have a big guy. You have three small guys that are, that are uh, questionable on the defensive end. He's the biggest guy out of all of them. Al Horford can block some shots, but they're all undersized. They all play the same damn position. Yeah, but what is Atlanta thinking i'll tell you what they're thinking they're thinking we play in the east and not the west Where, where's the big guys yeah we i mean i mean i guess if this is the progression of the nba yeah. you have a bunch of power forwards that are bigger that that can play you don't need a seven three guy that doesn't move that well if if you have the um 14 pick in the draft and you take uh tj warren with rodney hood and shabazz Napier on on Sitting there, do you take? Uh, yes, do you take TJ Warren? I'm not TJ Warren. Back to back, back to back ACC cha- uh, Player of the Year. You know that don't mean anything. Sure it does. You know, you know that doesn't mean. Tell Michael Sam he got drafted because of that. Michael Sam, <laughs> Michael Sam. Okay, yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, I don't want to talk. No, about it. I, I don't want to talk. You about should about have it. brought it up. Uh, but real Damn quick, it. but real quick, yeah, I will tell Michael Sam that because how he get drafted, where he got drafted, being that guy. Yeah, well, because they didn't play defense in the SEC this year. Come on now, you can't use that. They didn't play defense. Who didn't? Nobody. But he did his job. Alabama, 44-41 against Texas A&M the second game of the year. We're talking about the SEC. We're talking about the SEC. Now, did he do his job now? Yeah. Okay, Okay. yes. Okay. Okay, now. Now, I, I don't have a problem with TJ. I, when I saw that draft, I'm like, yes. Huge. You had, yeah, I'm thinking, okay, we don't know what's going to happen with Blesso. Um, and, they, and they make a lot of these these picks. The Phoenix Suns had five picks, four, four. four picks yeah. in the NBA draft. And I, and I see Shabazz Napier. Napier Two-time NCAA champions goes to the right team though, um, but he goes late. And Rodney Hood, and you take T.J. Warren. T.J. Warren, that's not a that's not a down. Let me get that straight. That is not not even T.J. Warren. You take um, you take um, Tyler Ennis over those two guys. That's the third one that I was pissed yeah, off about. Yeah, but you take you see Tyler, you see Rodney Hood, Shabazz Napier, 
sitting there in that same chair. Now, I hear a lot of great things about Tyler Ennis, 6'1 guy, uh, great guy, mature guy. But to your point, they don't play defense at Syracuse. Um, but you see those guys sitting there, and you take him. Yeah, I mean they must they must see something. I mean he was one of the clutchest players in the NCAA last year. Yes, he, he had was. That, he hit that, that leaner shot. Yeah, he hit that leaner to keep their streak going, which in in, in retrospect doesn't really matter because they lost four out of the last six games. But you have all guards. You have all all guards. All all guards. Your starting center is. Miles Plumley, that that's your that's your starting center. They were big guys in this draft that you could have drafted. You don't think? I mean, I just I just don't I don't understand. You have Adrian Payne even at fourteen. You could have taken a big guy, a big guy, and they took a guy from uh, from Green Bay, Wisconsin, Green Bay, or something like that. That's a with the fiftieth pick, second yeah, round. who's yeah. center, but. They're all he, perimeter guys. But he, so, may, he may work out because they didn't. They don't have to pay that big guy, but he could come in. And then we talked about this now. This draft was a, di- a deep draft. And we didn't realize it until it was actually the draft. We're like, oh, God, that guy's still there. He's still oh, there. Oh, man, that McGarry kid from Michigan, their best player went to Oklahoma City. It's like these guys, these good guys are going to good teams. I don't like what, uh, yeah, because they fall in the draft. Because the talent and what that team needs. It's not that you... I don't know if it's so much you fall in draft. I think when that team is up, you you that's what they need at the time. They didn't know you was they didn't think he was gonna be there. And I'm sure they do did their homework on if he's around, let's get this guy. But then I needed a center. Like the I think the Suns did get a center, but it, later in the in the second round. Mm-hmm. And that don't have, they don't have to pay this guy. They don't cost him anything. Well, I mean Alex Len experiment didn't work. Yeah. I mean I mean drafts cannot be won in the first five picks. They can be won after the lottery to the end of the second round. That's when drafts are won. With like, look at San Antonio. They drafted this kid Kyle Anderson out of UCLA. He played two years, so that means he's a veteran. He didn't. He he wasn't a one and done. Six nine power forward. This guy isn't fast. He doesn't do anything especially well. But neither did Kawhi Leonard. You know, neither neither did these guys. So I mean, it, it'll be Kawhi interesting. Leonard about to be a superstar. Because of the system that he's in, right. in my opinion. Right. Well, no. Well, he's in the right system because I think it was because the veterans he had to, mm-hmm. to learn learn from. Uh, and when these kids come in and they're forced to be a star, they're forced to play right away, they're not, they're not learning from veterans. Kobe had to learn from some veterans. Uh, Kawhi Leonard learned from some of the best vet- Hall of Fame veterans. Yeah. He learned from some Hall of Fame guys. When you go to a certain system, a team, and coming out of college or high school, you don't have – well, high school you might have somewhat of a choice. But coming out of um, college, you don't have a choice where you get, you have to go, where you want to go unless you're Eli Manning. Um, <laughs> you, you, but you don't know what veterans – you know what veterans are there, but you don't know the extent of their leadership or how they treat the rookies come in because some veterans don't even try to help you. I came to the Arizona College. They, I went to a great veteran team. I think I go anywhere else, I'm probably, I'm probably struggling. Um, but they don't – when I say they falling in the draft, it's just what that team needed. And now some of these guys are forced to be superstars. We looked at um, what, what, one of the things that bothered me in the draft was a lot of these guys and how deep it was came out of school early to go in the second round. Nick Johnson? Yeah. U of A? Yeah. What are you yeah. doing? Yeah. We, he went to uh, the Houston. Yeah. He went to Houston. But – you could have been a first-round pick. Oh, God. Who, who? And you could have won a national championship in the process. I'm firing my agent on the spot. Yeah, it's his choice, man. Yeah, I don't know right? why. It's not his choice. It is his choice at the end of the day. You're right. Well, because it's not guaranteed contracts in the second round. You want, I know. So he got to make the team. Now, you consider those guys, Nick John, those are steals. You consider uh, 
Clay Anthony early steals, um, Glenn Robinson III, those are steals. Yeah. But when you, you somebody is telling this guy, there are GMs and uh, scouts telling their agent, he's a first rounder, no doubt. He's a first round, first one through 20 pick, no question about it. And then this guy sits in a, in a big auditorium and, and wait for his name to get passed by, passed by. Uh, who was that? Tim, not Tim Couch, but who was the quarterback? Brady Quinn. Brady Quinn. Sits there. I don't think those – you know how I feel about the draft and mm-hmm. what those wise are on TV. Um, but it's a lot of guys that came out of school early, sophomores and juniors, to go in the second round where you can be easily a first-rounder next year because of someone told you and told your agent, you're going to be a top-20 pick, no question about it. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. And then uh, on uh, with everything, you know, all, all the players that have been drafted. So I think Clay Anthony Early, real quick. I'm yeah, sorry. no, no. I think a guy like Clay Anthony Early, who stays in school for four years, he should be a first-rounder. He is a first-rounder. He just went. Um, Not the sexy pick. He, yes. He went 34 to the Knicks, and the Knicks is a great team to go to well, yeah. for him. Especially if Carmelo's he, gone. He Exactly. He looks like a New York Knicks guy. He just, he's just a big dude, and he can do a lot of things really well. So drafting, and then in the middle of the first – I mean, when Adam Silver – did the ceremonial draft of Isaiah Austin, the kid from Baylor that found out that he had the heart condition. Huge. I mean, it's just, I don't know if Donald Stern, Donald Stern would have, I mean, uh, uh, David, uh, Stern. David Stern would have done that. I he, honestly don't. He would have came back the next day, like today, and, and said, we want to recognize this guy. That he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to do it. Uh, Imagine finding out a week before the draft that you can't play basketball anymore. Silver is, uh, and this guy, this is the same guy who had an eye, who lost his eye. This is the same guy who lost his eye early on, overcame that, and still played at a high level basketball. Oh. Would have got drafted. When I when I saw that, it's kind of like you you your eyes get watered because this guy whole life has just changed again. It changed when he lost his eye to a disease, and then he was going to be drafted in the first round. Well, we like to think so, according to how the draft goes down. The NBA say selected in the first round. The NBA selects this guy. I thought that was huge, man. You didn't have to do that. Now it they, was just—it was so he, cool. He got to take the picture with the commissioner, mm-hmm. and now you can always put that up and say, "I was a first-round draft pick in the NBA." Yeah. Uh, what team I would have went to? I, who knows? If I didn't have this condition, but you got to look at a guy like that and say, "Adversity is nothing to him. He's going to overcome this." He'll probably get a job in a front office really quick. I mean, I, I remember the, the Arizona State player that that uh, was paralyzed from, I think it was from a slide. He was sliding in and he, something like that was there, and the Diamondbacks gave him a job. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like this stuff, you get you get rewarded for for things like this happening to you and working so hard to try to get to the NBA. Because that's something you didn't do to do it. You didn't, outside of the sport, yeah. to harm yourself. You can't help yourself. You can't help it with yeah, this. When you plan, a, and play probably plays at a high level, um, but I think he has a job at Baylor already, coaching the team, helping the team. Just hope he's, you know, and I say this with some type of a, well, not some type. I say this with a real concern of heart conditions um, that, you know, make sure he take care of it. Because, you know, a lot of times we got these medicines and you take them consistently because you feel good. You still need to take the medicine. But when you got a heart condition, you're taking medicine for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Even if you have a heart surgery, you're taking that heart medicine for the rest of your life. But I'm glad I'm, I'm, it was great to hear or great to see what the NBA did. It was great to hear that Baylor still gave him a job. And, you know, rightfully so. This guy's done every, everything right. He's overcome adversity once before in his life that most people have shut it down. People look for excuses to point the finger and blame, well, it wasn't me. 
They do that. They look for excuses to not be successful. Some people are scared of success because it takes them to another level and they're not ready to handle. Some people make excuses about why they're not successful. It drives me crazy. NBA draft. <laughs> NBA draft talks. 888-346-9144. This is, it is good to see these guys get drafted. It is good to see. I, I'm more interested to see the guys in the second round. The chip they have on them, who makes the team, who's going to contribute. I think last year it was more second rounds contributing more than the first rounds last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it, it is great to see these guys get, I, to, get to look at their 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 goals and, and their dreams that they as a kid. Man, they've been they've been most of them was gathered ba- born with basketballs in their hand. Yeah, I mean, and, and this is where the unfair aspect of getting drafted early comes into play. Andrew Wiggins and Jabari Parker, if they're not close to all stars, it's a bust. You understand? I mean, it's if they average thirteen and five, they shoot thirty eight percent from the field. I know that this is all a process, and that's why you stay in college longer. In my opinion, all things being equal, you stay in college a little longer. You can perfect yourself, and then you don't have as much pressure on you right when you jump into the NBA. Joel Embiid will have zero pressure. Everybody thinks he's gonna he's gonna fold. So I heard him. I heard him on the DP show this morning. This kid. Is so happy. He thought he was going to go in the second round. Like it was the funniest <laughs> he he was thing. Going to go in the yeah, round. it was so funny. He's so endearing. He He's was crazy. laughing. It was it was so much fun to hear him talk. And now I understand why people take it. Like he could have dropped to ten. I mean, he's a liability. Like Nerlens Noel, Sixers. They they probably won't make the playoffs again next year. So they're going to have if Nerlens Noel and Joel Embiid work out. That's going to be one of the best front courts in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, because they're young, they're both freakishly talented. They both have good talent, so we'll see. I just don't understand why Oregon, uh, Orlando took Aaron Gordon so early. I just don't think he, he's a Blake Griffin light, right? I mean, he's he can jump through the roof. He's got great hands. He you know things like that. He doesn't have an outside shot yet. Uh, he's got a little movement around the basket. I just think that was kind of a reach at at four, especially when they don't have a point guard. Listen to this: Greece, Serbia, Serbia again, uh, France. I even throw. Iowa in there. <laughs> <laughs> Cape Verde. Where's Cape Verde? I don't know. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks draft, drafted uh, Walter um, uh, Taveras. Taveras. Well, I don't even know what Cape Verde is. Uh, but all these, this was, these are second round guys. Now, I go into the first round and give you a, I'll tell you, after I tell you this, Australia, who is out of the, out of the country. Uh, Serbia, Serbia, they balling over there? P.J. Uh, Harrison went to Charlotte Hornets from North Carolina, who was in the D-League last year. Uh, yeah, when he got all crazy in college. Yeah, he see, yeah. And then you got Clay Anthony early. See, on the second see round. people forget. People don't like to remember. They don't want to be the ones that choose it right after it happens. But he didn't. He got excused from school, went right to the D-League because he was two years out of college or a year out of college, and then he gets drafted. It's like you can do bad stuff and, and still get what you want. No. Some, Come on. Some, sometimes, no, sometimes. Because when I came to Lee, we had this running back that I like. I still like him to this day. And I won't say his name. I'm like, God, this guy is hard-headed. He, he does. He's a good guy doing bad things and getting good contracts. I'm like, you can be bad and do that? I never <laughs> thought you could. I never thought. So and when you got some young guys seeing that, and to this day I still like this guy. Every time I see him, we joke around. I, mean, he was a, I think he was in the league three years before me. I, I, I didn't think until your comment. I didn't think you could do a lot of bad stuff and get rewarded like that. But I see sometimes that is the case. It is the case. Here's what uh, I was going to say to you. Really interrupt me. Well, maybe I, I, I just always can't. do that. No, 
uh, Effort Payton. He goes to um, the Magic. Or was it Orlando Magic? No. UL Lafayette, Portland Guard. Oh, he got guy. traded to the Magic. He got drafted by the Sixers. Yeah, and went to the Magic. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I think is a great pick for him. I think it's a great trade for him. Jock Vaughn can get some help. The one of the things this guy, defensive, defensively, he's going to fit in. And right then Victor right. Oladipo plays great defense. Yep. So that's a great backcourt right there. It is. Defensively, this guy's just, he's long and lanky. But he's a street, it's, like, it's almost like he's playing street basketball. I got my man, you, y'all get your man, um, I'm going to take my guy out of the equation. And he, he does that. But imagine somebody, because Jock is a, Technician, uh, and he got to have people on his staff to do that. But nobody saw Kansas. this. This was yeah, Jock Vaughn, head coach <laughs> of Orlando Magic University, of Kansas point guard um, from California, your <laughs> neck of the woods. The um, UL Lafayette. Nobody saw this, but I saw tape on this guy before the draft, and I thought, why is he a first rounder? He is a first rounder, top ten. I didn't know he was top ten, but I knew he was going to first round because he has a lot of upside. He has a lot of things that he's going to do for that team. He'd be in Orlando for probably ten years. I mean, it's interesting, yeah, because, what, two months ago, I'd be like, who? Yeah. You, uh, so, so this is all after, and it's funny, because the NBA is very succinct. You have you can work out for teams, you have your own quote-unquote pro day, or, or whatever it is, that's it. The NFL, you have 46 different things, and the mock drafts change every day, and Mel Kuyper and Tom McShay are idiots anyways. Um, <laughs> you don't like those but, guys? But, but with this, no, because they don't know what they're talking about. But nobody, they got like, they got like, 12 combined right in the first two rounds or something like that. It was out of control. Right, but they, doesn't they, even, they, and, and here's the thing to you, because I'm, I'm with you. They make millions of dollars of uh, hundreds of thousands they to millions of dollars. steal money. Right, writing books. If we write those same books, all you got to do is, it's not that you cannot write the book and get it published. It's like there are certain people blocking you because they want those two guys to do it. Like the NFL put money behind those guys just so they get it out. They talk to a lot of GM. If you wanted to, Alex, you can call different Organizations, you can you can call all thirty two teams in the NFL and get this information. I'm doing this report. I'm, uh, you want to tell me something good? You talk to them for about 15, 20 minutes and say, "I want to write something good about your team, or write something good about your guy, or somebody you're looking for in the draft," and get it out. And after a while, you can do what they do: tell lies. Yeah, I mean, and I, I see a lot of Damian Lillard in this kid. Um, Damian Lillard, who? I mean, Weber State. Weber State was huge in that one year. Oh, okay. Because Lillard is no, no. I know, oh, but no, yeah. but it, nobody knew who he was until they made a run, and he was he was a stud point guard. He played many years in college, and this kid might be exactly the same. Six three. Who did know? Portland get, by the way? Because we like Portland. I don't uh, well, know if they I, had. I, well, I like Portland. Let me say that. I can't. They didn't have here. a first round pick. Portland didn't have a first mm-hmm. round pick. They needed their first round pick to stay relevant in this. Uh, well, now I mean I think I, I I don't know if they do. I mean I think that they need. They got oh, yeah. They, they didn't have a pick this year. I didn't think so. Um, I think that they need to re-sign the Marcus Aldridge. I think they've offered him a max deal. Damian Lillard's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Batum. You know they have pieces. Wesley Matthews. They're good. They need some veteran leadership, and I think they need a new coach. Portland and I, didn't have any. I don't see yeah, Portland. They didn't have any draft picks. But that's how they got the team they have, and that's why they went as far as they can. Well, any team that runs into the San Antonio Spurs, win, lose, or draw, you know you've been in a battle. And that was the San Antonio Spurs uh, eliminating Portland out of this year's uh, playoff. Uh, but they have probably why they don't have any draft picks because they have a team ready to go. And then now they got now you talk about Damon Lilly uh, being compared to, uh, or you talk about um, Effort Payton being compared to Damon Lillard, who's 
who lit it up this year. Yeah, I mean, he needs to be more of a point guard. He's still a shooting point guard, which is what combo guard is the new thing. There aren't pure point guards anymore. Who, who needs a point guard? Alfred, uh, Damian, Alfred, no, no Damian Lillard. Lillard needs to, you know, he, he can average 20 and 5, that's fine. But I'm saying always 18 and 10 or 18 and 9 is always better than 20 and 5, 22 and 5. It always is yeah. because, and I've said this before. Because you're getting everybody else involved. Yeah, so. you just need to, especially Wesley Matthews, Nicholas Batum. They need another center. I mean, there aren't any centers anymore because Robin Lopez isn't, isn't really the the uh the man but yeah i mean he's been serviceable 888-346-9144 let's take a quick break come back finish up the show is the number you want to call in we'll be right back find out what's happening on the voice america talk radio network by keeping up with us on twitter you can find us at voice america trn Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. See? Say <laughs> no. Light. <laughs> Don't break, come on. Alex has a, a great infatuation with uh, Zach Morris. Kelly Kapowski was hot. Come on. And Log Voorhees before she lost her damn mind. Be sure she lost her mind. <laughs> um, say by the bell. How about that? Yeah. That's Friday. That's Friday. Woo! That's Friday music. Kev. All right now. Yeah. <laughs> See? Stuff. There you go. Let me ask you, Alex. Uh, you wasn't on the show uh, Tuesday and Thursday. Was your mom surprised? Yeah. She was. Yeah. She listened to the show and say, "Where's Alex?" No. She didn't she listen did. to the show. No, she was busy. She's she's kicking Keister and uh, she's a real estate agent up in northern in northern California. Well, she's, she's better, crushing she, it. She, she was on the phone the whole time I was there. Well, she better get the app. She's busting it. She, she does. She show. has it. I don't want to have to. Welcome back to the you show. You better watch yourself. <laughs> I know I'm I don't, smaller. I, I don't talk. I don't. I don't talk about <laughs> people's mothers. But you know, if, if I do, it's somebody I like. You can do that. Do you go from wanting to cuss me out? Huh. To talking to okay, I won't go cut you out. All right, not not right now. Asking questions, you know, don't ask questions. I don't even know what you said. <laughs> um, NBA draft. Uh, what are the things? One of the things um, you should not pay attention doing in a NFL draft, doing an NBA draft, doing major league baseball draft is the mock draft. Don't pay attention to the mock draft. It is not a science. It's somebody's opinion. It's the same opinion you're going to get from Alex and myself about who we think. And, and it's usually these guys, sometimes these prognosticators who watch this stuff, they don't even see these guys. They get, make a call, 
and get the information on those guys. I said, well, I'll put them up there. And they might work, they might watch one game. It's kind of like when you a scout and you watch this, you looking at a recruit. You probably watching them one game person live, and then the rest of you see on film. And you say this guy can play, but he you, when you watch him on film, you're not watching him play in this these big games. A lot of guys show up during big moments, which is great to do. But is he gonna consistently show up when they're not on TV? Yeah, I mean it's interesting. The and NFL is a lot harder. Yeah. Well, I mean the NFL is a lot harder because there's a lot more players. There's a lot more quote unquote needs the teams have because there's a lot more positions. The NBA is a little bit more of an exact science. Um, you know who's gonna be in the top ten. It's not like uh, Nick Stausis was going to be taken number one. It's not like Joel Embiid was going to be in the second round. It's, it's, very, it's a lot easier job to do the NBA than it is the NFL. I understand that. But I just don't, I don't understand the confidence that Mel Kuyper and Tom McShay have. It's like, okay, yeah, okay, fine. So you got lucked into this job. It's not like Adam Schefter. Adam Schefter has the pulse on everything. What he says is gold. He's not a glorified weatherman. He's not a stockbroker, which is what I've called these two guys before. And... In the NBA, Chad Ford, you have a lot of guys that, that know what they're talking about and obviously have an easier job than in the NFL, so I give them more credit. It's easier to love them. It's easier to hate McShay and, and, uh, and Kuiper than it is to love Chad Ford. But, yeah, I mean, mock drafts, I, I think you're right. It, and it's fun to talk about. In the NFL, there's a mock draft for next year already. Already, You yeah. know, so it's like they want to keep people involved as much as they possibly can. Well, you can do that. You can make it like we can make a mock draft right now. But what you can't do is say this guy's that guy. You can't. Marcus Mariota, number one well, overall. Well, you can say this guy. That's exactly. It. You can say this guy is a is a sophomore, played at a high level as a sophomore. And he might he might be a quarterback or receiver, possibly a running back. But as a junior, you can say, well, he's coming back. He has to be one of the top guys. So you can make a mock draft just by off guesstimations alone, and you can pu- get it published. It, that's an easy job. That's easy. You can get that done. You can make a mock dr- draft. And put it on the internet and publish it and watch how many followers you have and get the discussion of why this guy's not in there and why this guy is not. And then you put a column underneath of what he did last year, what system he in, who they play, the schedule. You got to go on strength of schedule. And then you have to call a bunch of people, which is an easy thing to do. I'm such and such from some su- such and such place. I want to talk about this guy. I want to talk about your team. I want to write all good stuff about your team um, about the upcoming year. And it's easy. Every coach want to talk about their team in a, in, a, in a positive light. You don't even have to call a head coach. You call the, the defensive coach. You can call the, the, um, what, the um, athletic department and talk to anybody in there. But you're getting that information. It's not like you can't publish it because you're getting it from the source. So you can publish it. You don't have to name the source. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you, you go straight to the defensive back coach. You want to talk about the defensive back. You don't have to name the source. I got this source from this university. Uh, and it came down to it, at least you got a backup, so nobody think you uh, plagiarized or perjuring yourself on, on an article. But all this stuff, in the, as far as the mock drafts concerned, you can get this information. You can write it on the Internet right now. Take, Go through all every team, or you don't even have to do it. You can go through every top 10 or top 15 team and do a mock draft and say, these are the guys who's going to be in the top five. Yeah, and I mean, it's it, <laughs> there are no sleepers in mock drafts. You know, there's no it, – it, it's not – we don't know what's going to happen in the future. I mean, obviously that's true with players. We don't know who's going to. We, we don't know who's going to be a Kajana Carter, and we don't know who's going to be. You know, um, you know, uh, for lack of a better phrase, well, uh, I know. Uh, got, like, you you say know, Kajana Carter. I'm yeah. Thinking. Well, yeah. I mean, he. I mean, he was. He was all world at Penn State. Penn State he was all that. world at Penn State. And then he gets drafted by Cincinnati, who were awful at the time, and nobody heard from him since. Tony, and he got in Tony trouble Mandry. too, right? Tony Mandry. That was before my time, that sir. The, you don't know Tony Mandry? Uh, Biggest bust in the NFL, I think. 
Ryan Leaf? Mm, he's right there. They're right there together. Tony Mander, <laughs> Tim Couch? I think Tony Mander, and he's a great, he's a good guy now, but he don't have to play football. Nobody's got a nobody's poking and, and nodding at him with the um, microscope saying, you're not that guy at Michigan State that you was. You're not that guy in college. You come to the NFL and you're like the biggest bust. Yeah. I mean, it takes the fun out of it, in my opinion. That's just, because yeah, that's it, like it, the it takes, play. like Clay Anthony early, nobody knows who he is if you don't know basketball. If you didn't watch the NCAA tournament, like people know who maybe Shabazz Napier is because of his speech after the championship about how they should get more food. You know how how, how he went to bed. He went to bed starving. They know you know Andrew Wiggins, and Jabari Parker. They know people like that. But Clay Anthony Early, this kid from Wichita State, Wichita Kansas, why he wasn't good enough to go to Kansas. So why would we draft him? He, like people don't people think like that. It's ridiculous. It, you're right, and he probably was good enough to go to Kansas because you know once Kansas start recruiting, they don't have scholarships. Kansas tried to go recruit. They probably I, I, they would allowed him to walk on. He probably would have been a starter. But they have guys. They had guys like Steve Woodburn. Steve Woodburn still lives in Kansas. He was a University of Kansas from Wichita. They got to tap into who Steve knows there because he's right there. He's watching those guys. And then you got a guy playing out of Wichita. You want that guy to come to your school. Uh, some guys now. Not it's not all Kansas' fault because some um, that you let a guy like that slip. But it is. The decision that uh, Clay Anthony early wanted to make, he probably wanted to go to Wichita State. Wichita State start. I mean, is a is a baseball and basketball school. They used to have a football program years ago, but something tragedy happened. Um, I think it was in seventies. Something tragic happened, but it is a baseball basketball school. And if I can go to a basketball school, and it not be Kansas and stay in the state, then Wichita State is a great school to go yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, and and people have compared Wichita State to VCU, obviously Virginia Commonwealth, yeah. who beat Duke in the first round of the tournament. They made a, a deep run with that little point guard. It was so fast. Uh, they made the Final Four, but I think that it's different because Virginia has a lot of different things. You know, there's there's football, there's basketball, there's there's everything in Virginia. You know, and, and there's many schools that are bigger than VCU. Yeah. You know, there's Virginia, there's Virginia Tech, there's, I mean, people, people around there, you know, you have Maryland right there, you have all these schools that are bigger. Wichita, uh, Kansas as a whole, is a basketball, it's a basketball state. It's a basketball and baseball state. So just because Kansas and Kansas State in, uh, where's it, Champaign? Uh, no, no, where's uh, Which, what, uh, 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 Kansas State? Manhattan, Kansas. Manhattan, Manhattan. I don't know why I said Champaign. Um, you, so you have those two schools, and then you have Wichita State. And if Wichita State can put out a good basketball program like they have been, people will want to go there. It's a basketball state. There are there isn't much competition. Kansas State is an average basketball uh, college. They were good with Michael Beasley. They've they've made bumps here and there. Kansas is always going to be number one. But if you ever want to go play for the Clippers instead of the Lakers, you can get a scholarship there and play, and you can make a run like they did this year. Speaking of Michael Beasley, I'm looking for him. To do big, I'm think, I'm looking for him to do big things this year. Really. In the NBA, in the NBA, what if, makes if, you if, think if, that he will? If he stays in, um, if he stays in, um, Miami, Miami, Michael Beasley was a high. I wish, I, I wish he would. Yeah, but I mean, it, we we saw in Phoenix firsthand. He doesn't care. I, he, I, I, the He'd rather time, smoke weed it, and 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 Kansas party than play basketball. So what's wrong with that? Look, um, nothing. But <laughs> you're not going to be a good basketball player then. He was a. Uh, he got a, a a loud ovation at a basketball game with the Phoenix Suns, and I'll I will tell you why. And the only reason why, because Kansas State was playing somebody in the um, Holiday Bowl. In the oh bowl yeah, game, and they were went to Oregon. The ba- yeah, and they went to the basketball game, and they they know Michael Beasley from there. Kansas State, but was I, it Oregon? I, I don't know. Yeah, I know Kansas State was in. They was playing some. Yeah, well, I think it was. Um, anyway, we had about ten seconds left in the show. 
at Clancy Corners. There we go, right there. You're, uh, this is ridiculous. I'm in the Twilight Zone. It is a zone. Friday. It is a Friday. Have a happy Friday. Get your get your happy hour on. Be safe. Drinking and driving. I already got photoshot all the Fountain Hills. Got me on film. Goddamn. Alex Clancy, Kwame doing Lassie. what? Driving, oh. driving in the wrong neighborhood, <laughs> so they photoshopped me. No, I was actually running on red light, uh, allegedly. Kwamala Sports Talk. We we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.